Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. It's great to be with you today on our fine program on this great afternoon here in Southern California. I hope that you are having a particularly good day. I hope it's a great day. And if it hasn't been a great day so far, it can still get better. And uh, we hope to be a part of that. We hope that we help your day get better, that we can help uh, you focus on some different things and uh, of what's going on and the things that are most important in life. And uh, we'd love to be a part of our, our family here on KKLA and KPRZ. So welcome to our program. You can give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You can also email the program now at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at kkla.com. The phone number again is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You know, last hour we were talking about schools, and I was thinking about how I grew up in uh, just a different era. Many of you did. Um, I got SWATs in school. Did you get, you know, like spankings? Not from my parents, but from the teachers. We had uh, one teacher, and uh, he, you'd get the SWAT in the storage room that was in between the fourth and the eighth grade classroom. We had these different classrooms. There was a big storage room in there, and there were two paddles hanging on the wall. One of them was a solid wood, and uh, I don't know if it was oak or cedar or what it was made out of. Um, and then there was another one that had holes in it. And, you know, your first time in there, you think to yourself, you know— uh, I'll go with the one with holes. That must not be as painful as the uh, the one without the holes. But you find out that that's wrong. See, the one with holes, it doesn't have the wind resistance when the, the swing comes down. And the, Does that horrify you? If you're younger, you're thinking, I can't believe that happened in schools. <laughs> Didn't happen that often to uh, to most people, but it was definitely uh, definitely there, different, uh, different eras. Uh, things have definitely changed. I'm not even saying that's good or bad, you know, policy, but that's what we lived with. And nobody really, really thought about it back then as uh, something you wouldn't do. And it definitely kept you from getting in trouble. Um, you know, at this hour, I want to have a conversation with you and get some uh, thought from you. If you want to give me a call, I'd love to hear your thoughts. 888-528-2557. What would you like to see the church do in 2022? Church capital C the Christian church in America, what would you like to see happen in the church in 2022? Let's think about this optimistically. Let's think about where we can go as a church, what we can do to accomplish something. We, we spend a lot of time talking about what it might look like if this happens, right? We have spent, uh, you know, when we're talking about the schools uh, in the previous hour, we played a clip from a guy in Nebraska who you know, discovered that they expect 50 years for schools to change, and they've been waiting 50 years for schools to change. When's it going to happen? And I think in church, it's the same way. Sometimes we have conversations about what would it look like if we actually made disciples? You know, what would it look like if we actually served the schools in our community? What would it look like uh, if uh, we really practiced relationship evangelism? What would it look like if uh, the church got involved and was able to speak uh, plainly and in a unified way? to the issues of our day. 
What's on your mind? What do you think about that? What would you like to see the church do? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-52-LA-TALKS. I always say 52 because it's 52 talks, but it's LA-TALKS is what that is, 888-528-2557. What would you like to see the church do, church capital C? Uh, And you can talk about it with the context of the Christian church in our country, but maybe just the church in Southern California the church in uh, Los Angeles or San Diego or your town where you're at. I think that we have something great that we can do here on the radio, the radio where we come together and listen. We have many people listening who go to multiple different churches, churches from many different backgrounds. We have many different backgrounds ourselves, different traditions, different styles, different things that we've experienced in our, our different churches. But The radio program is not a church in itself. We have the opportunity to come together and say, how do we work together? How do we influence uh, change for the kingdom of God? How do we influence a focus on the kingdom of God and what God would have us do together? How many churches are there in Southern California? Well, there are thousands of them. Lots of buildings, lots of property, lots of churches meeting in schools, and there's house churches, and there's churches, um, you know, in the community centers, churches in a lot of different places. There's a lot of different Christian organizations, Christian nonprofits. Uh, There's a lot of different ways that uh, people uh, do church for whatever doing church is. But here's what I think is also something we have to keep in mind. When God looks down at the church in Southern California, he sees one. And he sees many congregations. And he sees the people who know him, the people who are part of the family of God, the people who are brothers and sisters in Christ as part of the same family. You know, whenever we have the wedding supper of the Lamb, that's coming. Did you know that? Uh, Some of you think that's coming like next Thursday, but it's coming eventually. There will be a time where all of us together gather together. I don't know if it's going to be one big table or multiple tables or how it's going to work, you know, where we use paper plates, where there'll be, you know, uh, how's it going to look? I imagine it's going to be fantastic. However it is, obviously it's going to be fantastic. I don't think we're going to be seated, you know, seated down in chairs that are the congregations that we were a part of, you know, or somehow separate in that way. I think there's going to be a sense of the family table that we get to be together with and celebrate what Jesus has done for us. In the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 19, it talks about this wedding feast it talks about the wedding feast of the Lamb and what it looks like and the whole idea of uh, Jesus coming for his bride, which is us, which is the church. He's coming for us. And um, and he invites us to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Who do you invite to your wedding reception? Uh, you know who you invite? You invite people that you know. And we're all invited to this. We are invited if Jesus knows us. If we're name, if our names are in the book of life, we get to be a part of it. Revelation chapter 19, verse 6, it says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like peals, loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her given her to wear. Now look at this. It says in verse 8, fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. 
And then verse 9, the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. These are the true words of God. You know, well, that's where all of this is headed. If sometimes we, we lose our, our hope or we lose our focus or we would just wonder, you know, what are we doing this for? This is where things are headed. As complicated as things get with our, our politics or in our lives or with coronavirus or whatever disease you might be struggling with or whatever uh, foreign threats that there are or threats to your own situation wherever you're at, we're headed for a big party where there will be tremendous worship where no one's going to argue about the worship at that, that, that place. No one's going to say it's too loud or not loud enough or they, they don't like the musicians or they don't like the way it's being played or all those crazy things. We're going to love it. And what it is is the bride of Christ, which is the church, gets to be with our groom, Jesus. Our groom has gone away to prepare a place for us. And what the bride does while that goes on is the bride works on herself. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. This is what we are to do now. So what would you say would be the greatest thing for the church to do, capital C church, in America or Southern California or Los Angeles or your own hometown or even your own neighborhood, what comes to mind when we say that? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS. Let's go to Randy in Oxnard. How you doing, Randy? Doing well, thanks. Yeah, how's it in Oxnard today? Uh, it's kind of gloomy and overcast, but... but uh... You know, welcome to winter weather in Southern Cal. Yeah, that's right. My uh, my great grandmother used to live in Oxnard, so I spent some time there for a while. Uh, she drove until she was ninety five. Nobody got in the car with her at that point. But I remember it because she had a bumper sticker, and the bumper sticker said Oxnard, more than a beautiful name. So that's a great. <laughs> it's a... Never had a really attractive name. Thankfully, it's more beautiful than the name. It actually is very beautiful there. All right, what's on your mind, Randy? Hey, my 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 thinking on the church is uh, that our church should reflect the whole family of man uh, and not be the most segregated place. You know where every every little ethnicity and tribe and nationality gathers only with their own kind. I feel yep. like heaven's going to be a mix of everybody who's a true follower, and I'd like to see it in our church now. Yeah, how, how would you see? You're right about that. It's uh, And, you know, in Southern California, we've got issues with that. There are some parts of the country where it's shocking. I think I grew up in Southern California, and so... You know, when I have seen some very, very segregated congregations, I'm shocked uh, by it. Uh, what would you say we need to do to make that happen? Well, I think one of the things we need to do is be, you know, intentional about inviting in others who don't look like us or sound like us or have exactly the same, uh, you know, background culturally or language-wise. I feel like it's really easy to hold our little party and anybody who can meet our rules and act like us is welcome in, but it takes a little effort to invite somebody from another place in the world or somebody who's a different language group than you uh, in because you have to go out of your way to find out what their customs are. What, you know, what kinds of food do they eat? Uh, 
what 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 things do they love to talk about in their family groups and you know just find out what's important to them we don't do much of that we just say hey if you can fit our little if you can dress up like us and kind of talk like us then you're welcome would you say that we are that in the church today in America that we're ignorant of uh, different expressions and different ways that people do church. Yeah, I don't think we go out of our way. For instance, I, I talk to my friends. A lot of them have never attended a church uh, that was kind of out of their faith tradition. Mm. Uh, just to see what, hey, part of the body of Christ is, is like. Uh, and yeah. that's as boring as living in the same town your entire life and never traveling anywhere and never seeing anybody else. You know, I think when you when you started talking about it, you started talking about inviting people to uh, to our churches. But another big part of it is us just going and visiting other places that are different. That that's a maybe a proactive way to say, you know what, I don't need to invite people necessarily to where I am. Let's go see how the other part of the body of Christ is doing it. Absolutely. I, I totally agree, and that's where it needs to start. It can't be us waiting there, you know, saying, well, you know, uh, our church looks really great. The stained glass windows look great. Everybody's dressed up nice. Uh, the lighting is good. Now everybody's going to show up, right? Well, you need a smoke machine and some lasers for that. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Randy, thank you for calling. I appreciate that. Appreciate your call. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And I'm asking the question today, what does the church need to do in 2022? Looking forward in an optimistic way, how we can be more effective as the body of Christ. How can the church that has a lot to deal with, uh, I think, today, and, you know, it's an interesting thing if you get out kind of in the in the world of uh, debate that's going on. And you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host today. The number is 888-528-2557. You know, if you kind of get into this Twitter sphere or different parts of uh, sort of church conversation, it seems like there's a lot of conflict, and there is in different places. But I think most people go into church who sit in the pews, who sit in the chairs, uh, we're just kind of doing our thing and maybe not even paying attention to uh, bigger, bigger issues. But all of those issues affect us. All of those issues that are, are going on, the thing that the church is doing across, the, across town, the thing that the church is doing maybe in some other denomination, the, the thing that uh, sometimes we see on the news, it definitely affects us quite a bit. How can we work better together uh, as the church, capital C Church. Because like I said, there's actually just one church. And I think God uses our different congregations for different purposes. I think that there are um, some places where you need, you know, maybe some different traditions and different things going on because people are going to, uh, you know, naturally just connect better uh, in certain places. But we need to not be um, against each other. We need to be working together on the same team and being comfortable to say maybe to somebody who comes to our church who doesn't like it, well, is there another church to go to? In fact, we do that in our, when we welcome new people, one of the things that floors people is I'll give the sales pitch, you know, for our church. This is why you should come to our church, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then at the end of it, I'll say, now, if you think I'm an idiot 
and you didn't like it, and this you're just already thinking to yourself, I ain't coming back to this place. That's fine. Tell me that. I'm real happy to hear that because what I want is for you to be in a church family somewhere. And if this is not the place for you, is there a way I can help you connect uh, with another body of Christ because we're on the same team? What are some ways that we can do that and be on the same team? The number is 888-528-2557. And the question I'm asking for this hour in our program on Southern California Live is what would you like to see the church do in 2022 together? Capital C Church, whether it's national or whether it is something that is uh, even just in Los Angeles or San Diego or Orange County, Riverside County, wherever you're listening, where w- what would you like to see the church do? Give me a call, 888-528-2557. Yvonne from Whittier. Yvonne, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so Hi. much for all you do, and I really do enjoy KTLA. It's one of my favorite stations, and I listen to you guys pretty much all day. And um, what I, I love our church. I go to Whittier Area Community Church, um, but as a whole, like nationwide, I think that our church is missing um, the conviction of, of sin and repentance, mm. and also to not be afraid. You know, we have all these things. I know we're not supposed to mix church and politics, but we should be aware of the things that are going on in our church and, you know, the mandates and everything. They're mandates. They're not laws. And um, I think so much is being taken away from us as a, as a nation and, and a church. You know, we're being—it's like a dictatorship almost. It's a very different, it's really different, a different time for the church. You know, one thing I would say is no matter what happens, we're actually going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow with a church that's uh, dealing with something pretty serious uh, from the government. But um, one thing I would encourage you with with this is that no matter what happens, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against Jesus's church. Uh, I had a conversation this morning. Uh, Yvonne, thank you for calling. I appreciate that. Um, I had a conversation this morning with a bunch of people. and we were talking about the fact that we're actually all government churches. We don't realize that, but most churches are, almost every church is a 501c3 nonprofit, you know, California nonprofit corporation. And the conversation was, you know, do you take uh, government money for different things? What about government involvement with uh, Christian schools, in particular preschools we were talking about? Uh, what about property tax? Uh, one person was at our table was saying maybe the church ought to just pay property tax and get rid of that argument. I don't think he realized how much that is. Um, but I think one day uh, the government probably is going to find a way to uh, force churches that own property to pay, pay property tax, and that'll close most churches. Um, I think that'll happen. But the thing is, is that if that occurs uh, in a big picture way, so what? Because the church is not our buildings and our corporations. The church is us. Um, Yvonne mentioned uh, that we need to repent. Maybe that's another good question for us today. What are some things that the church needs to repent of? Um, and I think something on her mind was the, the fear that we have. There's certainly a lot of fear that we deal with. You're listening to Southern California Live. We're talking about what you think the church needs to do in 2022. Church capital C. Uh, in our country or in our town. The number is 888-528-2557. Chip from Whittier. Chip, welcome to Southern California Live. Do you know Yvonne? Do you go to the same church there in Whittier? Two calls in a row from Whittier. Uh, no, I helped actually build that church in, in Friendly Hills right there uh, off of Mar Vista and Cleveland. But yeah, Yvonne, anyways, 
Well, so enriching, Doctor, what you guys are talking about, because I do have two things. Um, One thing is, let me just say plainly that what I think we're lacking is, like, true worship. Um, You know, praise and all that is nice, but we're lacking worship, and, and it's not that important that everybody, you know, turns around tomorrow and does it, Doc, but just the true worship where we where we either kneel or raise our hands or, you know, praise is not worship. I, I know that uh, worship includes praise, but worship is like an act that looks like nothing else, like uh, dancing is not running or sitting is not dancing, and worship is not praising. Worship is, is adoration. It, er, worship has a posture that looks like nothing else. Hmm. So you would like the church to be more in a, rather than just sort of styles of worship or, you know, different uh, you know, expressions that are driven by whatever service style you have, you're concerned about the heart of people's worship of God. And do we really do that? Would you, am I right? Not that I want to raise my hands to, to show off, but it's so fundamental. I don't like that word fundamental, but it's so natural to re- you know, we we know that, and sometimes we don't want to do it because somebody's looking at me, or should I do I raise my? You know, it's like if like we all we all stand up. Standing is nice, but standing I can stand for a judge. I can stand at a concert, uh, secular concert. I can stand at a um, sports thing. Standing is not mm-hmm. worship. You know, worship has a has a look to it. Yeah, I believe. I think it's something. Thank you very much, Chip, for your call from Whittier. You know, worship in the Bible, and if you read through the book of Revelation where we started in this, uh, this segment here in chapter 19, worship is all the way through the book of Revelation. There is no heaven and eternity or uh, any discussion of what that looks like without authentic heart worship of God, of the living God. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, they all sing. Worship is a big part of it. We're asking the question this hour, what does the church need to do, capital Church C, in 2022 to be more effective in mission? What are the things that come to mind? We have several calls waiting, but we need to take a little break. Right here on the Wednesday edition of Southern California Live, I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. The number is 888-528-2557. You can call now if you want to join our conversation. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, our Wednesday edition. We are rolling here in hour two, rocking and rolling together, having a great conversation about this question here. What would you like to see the church do in 2022? Church capital C, not just your church, but the Christian church in America, the church in Southern California or Los Angeles, San Diego, but some group of believers in our country, a great group of believers, or maybe just even here in the Southland or in your community. Christians who go to different churches, different congregations. It's a shame that we use the word church so interchangeably with address versus group of people who are followers of Jesus. What would you like to see happen? 888-528-2557. That's 888-LA-TALKS. 888-528-2557 is the number. Let's go to Rose in Long Beach. Rose, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Rose, are you there? Um, what I, I, I was thinking about uh, with the churches, um, number one, they need to be uh, like one, like the Bible say, 
Mm. I mean, PBS One is, is we got so much difference in the churches. I mean, nationalities and everything. I understand that some speak of different things uh, in one church that the other one don't want to do in the other church. That's understandable. But when we go to heaven, we're not going to be separated. He's not going to separate us. That's he right. He don't see color. He only sees spirit. And, and he people sees... got that kind of mixed up there. So yeah. it, it, it's, when it's colorful, that's what he made, a colorful world. That's right. And uh, he just wants us to combine together and become one. Even with the pastors, it doesn't matter if your belief is, is Church of God in Christ Baptist, if it's, uh, if it's uh, 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 any other uh, uh, denomination. It doesn't matter. Pastors right now need to be praying for the land, for the healing of the land. They need to get together. They need to pray like the biblical thing did in the Bible. When the land began to, different things happened to the land, and sickness and stuff came in the land, they, they would get together and they would pray to God that God would heal the land. And yeah. that's what the pastors need to do. They need to get together and they need to call it world prayer, and they need to pray that God heal the land. It doesn't matter what their de- de- denomination is. It's just praying and getting the prayer to God, and God heal us, and he answered and he healed our land. That's, yeah, Rose, what, that's what I'm thinking of. Rose, you're, that's great right there. Thank you very much for your call, Rose. You know, when Jesus prayed for us, when he took time in John 17 to pray for us, when he said, my prayer is not for them alone, I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message, meaning the disciples' message, which is each one of us. We are saved uh, because somebody heard the message who told us, and they are saved because somebody told the message who told them. Jesus prays that we all may be one, fathers, just as you are one in me and I am you. He prays for our unity, our unity in purpose and the gospel. Uh, he says so that he says, I am in them and you in me, so that they may be brought together in complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. See, that's that is the mission. That's what we're here to do. And uh, maybe some of the conversation is, how do we do that? How do we, you know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to actually do it in 2022. I think Rose is right. We need to actually do it. 888-528-2557 is the number. We're asking, what would you like to see the church, capital C church, do or accomplish in mission, in effectiveness? Uh, what does the church need to do to be more effective in 2022 together? Vicki from Los Angeles. Vicki, thanks for holding for so long. Hi. Hi, Vicki. How you doing Hi. today? I wanted, I'm good, thank you. I'm healthy. That's the biggest thing. Awesome. Good to hear. All right. What would you like to see the church do? I just would like to see the church um, start a program nationwide for students in middle and high school that is like an after-school program that where, you know, Jesus is in the Old Testament, because kids are growing up. My my daughter's friends grew up, and they had no religious background. I grew up with no religious background, and when I finally took a BSF or a CBS class, I finally learned all that stuff. I yeah. I've got a little bad connection with you there, uh, there Vicki. Uh, are you still there with me? Yes. Hey, uh, uh, Vicki... Yes. So you grew up and you you weren't going to church at all. Is that what you said? I I did go to church for a short time. Went to a Catholic church where I everything was in Latin, so I did not understand anything. Oh, okay, you didn't take Latin in the eighth grade. 
Uh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, Vicki, what brought you back to church, and what got you so passionate for being, uh, I think you mentioned a couple of different Bible study groups that are pretty big that you are a part of. What What happened? How did that work out for you? Well, it's a very interesting story, but I gave birth to a little girl who who was born religious and who who wouldn't stop talking about Jesus from the time she was three years old. So I finally went and took a Bible study that someone had recommended. Uh, and the Bible study I went to was, I went for 11 years, and it, it taught me everything about where Jesus came from through the, the Old Testament, through the prophecies, nothing that I knew. It was so amazing to learn all that stuff, and our kids aren't learning it. It's tragic. Mm, yeah. And your three-year-old brought you to Christ. Yes. That's a wonderful story, uh, Vicki. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you very much for sharing and uh, calling us on Southern California Live. You know, we find that in a lot of the kids' ministries out there that uh, the kids bring their parents to Christ a lot. And sometimes that's because you become a parent and you're horrified at what that means and the responsibility that's there, and you realize there must be something else. But three years old, and, uh, you know, Here's the thing, you know, sometimes we talk about the younger generation as the church of the future, uh, and even like the three-year-olds, but they're the church now, right now. And likewise, the older generation is not the church of the past. You're the church right now. We're all the church, and that is a big part of what we're, we're getting at here, I think, in this conversation. We're talking about what you would like to see happen in the church uh, in our country or in our city, our town, California, wherever you want to break it down, what would you like to see the church, capital C, Christian Church, do in 2022? Give me a call and join the conversation. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. This is Southern California Live, and let's go to Carol in Walnut. Carol, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, good afternoon, Pastor. Hi, Carol. Okay, I have very uh, a few words. Shepherd okay. our souls instead of our no. Can you say that one more time? Shepherd our souls. Shepherd. Shepherd our souls. Our souls. Yeah. In the, oh. Instead of uh, those verses and knowledges and, uh, but uh, we need to practice more. I think. Practice more of what we believe. Is that yes. what you mean? Yeah. So we need yes. to get outside of our uh, uh, just the routine of religion. Is that what yes. you're saying? And actually lead people. How do you think the what's the best way to do that? Would you say? We really, really need to you know, slow down our you know, our pace in our lives and really think about digest God's words and. Uh, Internalize it. it. Internalize God's word. Meditate on His word. And uh, what do you think would happen if, uh, let's say, the church in America or even the church just right here, um, right where you are in Walnut, if the church took a lot more time to slow down, as you say, and internalize the scripture and meditate? What would happen? Slow down from our no very fast-paced life now. Yeah. Everybody's so busy. We don't have time to. To have a quiet time with uh, our Heavenly Father. Yeah, so you'd, you'd like to see the church uh, slow down and uh, spend some time meditating on the Word and growing. I think that's a great, great input there, Carol. Thank you for your call uh, very much. You know, it's something that we see with Jesus is Jesus would take time regularly to go pray, and he would take time to go away and do that. Do you ever do that? 
I mean, do you really have something I encourage people to do? I'll encourage you to do it. Go out and find yourself a place where you can pray. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe you have a certain chair, uh, maybe a certain room. Maybe it's outside. Maybe there is a place, if you live near the beach, that you can go by, or if you're in the mountains, a place you can go hike. Maybe you just need to go for a walk. But do you take time deliberately, like Jesus did, and we're to be disciples of Jesus. Being a disciple of Jesus means being like him, learning from him. We can't do everything Jesus did. You're not going to die for the sins of the world. But as a disciple of Jesus, you're going to learn something as part of the body of Christ where you're going to contribute to people coming to know the Savior of the world and getting away and spending some time in the Word and internalizing it. That's a big deal. I think that's something that the the world, when it looks at the church sometimes, it sees people who know the routines and they know the Bible and they can quote the Bible, but so often it doesn't get into the marrow of our lives. That's a good question to ask yourself, is with your faith, has it gotten into the marrow of your life, to who you really are? Has it gotten into... uh, the way you look at other people, the way you, uh, where you put your hope, other things like like that. We're talking about this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. We're talking about what you would like to see happen in the church, capital C, in 2022. Let's go. The number is 888-528-2557. Let's go to Carol in Santa Ana. Carol, welcome to Southern California Live. Yeah, hello. It's Carl. That's oh, Carl. Right. Sorry, Carl. Uh, that's all right. I attend uh, Cottonwood Church, which is in Los Alamitos, and I can tell you that our church is totally integrated. We have every nationality, every color, tattoo, non-tattoo, suits, no suits, <laughs> shorts. And um, what i like to see in the church, capital C, is a little bit more integration I've been to many different churches, and I think that, that we would all uh, benefit from any cross-pollinating on some of the worship services. Like mm. uh, the gentleman uh, who called and talked about the differentiation between praise and worship, uh, maybe doing it at, with the men's group or the, or the ladies' group, uh, maybe not the whole entire church, you know. You mean like doing um, different things, like joining with another church's men's group or uh, ladies' group or small groups or whatever, another congregation? Doing outreaches together. Yeah. You know, Carl, I think that's a great idea. I think, uh, thank you for your call, Carl. I'm going to have to go to a break here in a minute, and then I'll get to uh, the rest of your calls after the break. I see your calls on there, everybody. Uh, thank you for holding. I think Carl has, uh, I think he's on to something really good. Here's something to think about. I think this is the reason that doesn't happen. And we got to get past this, right? I think churches have a hard time not putting their label on some kind of ministry that they're doing, or they're afraid that if I do a men's group or a women's group with some other church or a, a ministry together, that somebody from my church is going to like your church better, and they're going to leave my church and go to your church, and then I'm going to lose that person or we're not going to get credit for something that we thought about and it was really our idea, but maybe that other church is going to get credit for it. Or we're, you know, I think that there's a lot of that, that that happens with pastors, that happens with people from churches. This is why I think it is so important to realize that we are one church and we have the same mission and we want everybody to be part of a church. Just a thought there. 
Uh, the number is 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow, and this is the Wednesday edition of Southern California Live. I'll be back in just a couple of moments to get your calls. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host today. We're talking about what you would like to see happen in the church in 2022. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Give me a call. Tell me what you would like to see happen in Capital C Church right here in Southern California in 2022. Let's go to John from Montebello. John, welcome to Southern California Live. How's it going? Good. Thanks for calling. What would you like to see from the church? I would like to, I, well, I believe we are the church. Yeah. And Jesus talked about how he's going to come back for his church. So I would like to see more of us, including myself, um, be more of a, of a church in the street, the more of an influence, somebody who preaches the gospel led by the Holy Spirit. I believe there's a, uh, we're lacking also a lot of men preaching the gospel. I know mm. there's um, a lot of men out there, but we need more. We need more Christians out there preaching the gospel, reading the gospel daily so we could be led by the Holy Spirit because this world is lacking hope, but we yeah. are the hope. Christ Jesus is our hope. And and this is what the Holy Spirit's leading me just to call up and, and just say the world needs Jesus. We need Jesus, but... There's a lot of people out there that don't receive because they don't go to church. They have maybe no way to get to church. Maybe they're sick. And I believe this is where it comes for Christians to rise up and go out there in them streets and to preach a gospel, but with a loving heart and a joyful heart and just to try to help as many as people as we can in this world. And when you, when you talk about preaching the gospel... You're talking about not only uh, the words, but also in our deeds, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, getting out there and do that. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned men. Why do you think there aren't more men who are able to uh, rightly handle the word and be involved? I believe pride gets in the way. Of Their pride gets in the way of them preaching. Mainly they're scared. It's taken me a lot to be able to speak Christ's his word to anybody in the street, uh, but but I pray upon uh, pray upon it, and you know I allow Jesus to lead me and guide me and to preach His word with no fear, but with power. And so I believe you know pride gets in the way of men. We have pride. I have pride. Uh, it gets in the way of preaching our word, and uh, you know, and, and men tend, tend to shy away. You know, Scripture talks about the man should be the one in the home, leading his home, teaching his children the Word of God. We and tend to not uh, to not get out there and take our uh, uh, and do what God's calling us to do. I think you, I think that's something that will help the church when men do what men should do. I think it's going to really help. Thank you, John, for your call, Jenny from Santa Ana. Jenny, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hi. This is. Uh, thank you for uh, taking my call. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hi, Jenny. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. About um, our church is is really we are just a family of, of God. We are yeah. all adopted in His kingdom, and we need to be you know really 
pursuing God personally, have a closer relationship with God, reading the Bible, praying, and also sharing the Word to, to others. And uh, without the relationship with God, we cannot really share anything. And also, that the church will have, you know, that we need to pray for hunger and thirst for God because we are so much full of uh, stuff around us that we lost focus on what God is wanting us to do as a church, to reach out to people. We need to have an urgency that Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. And people are so much um, out there, a lot of people calling them Christians, but they don't really know Christ or they reject Christ. And we need to have involvement in, in reaching out to people. I, I, some of my friends at work, I've been with Cottonwood for 12 years, and it, they helped me really to grow and mature and uh, pray for me when I was really um, sick and stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, in, in picking up people who can't drive. Uh, so you help people uh, you get know, to church who can't? Miles. You help people get to your church who can't drive, so you reach out to make sure they can come and be a part of it? Part of your ministry? Yes. I, yeah. I, I take people to church. Oh, Jenny, thank you for doing that. So many people, thank you for calling, Jenny, very much. So many people uh, have trouble getting to church. Uh, older folks or people who just don't have vehicles. Um, that is a great ministry for a lot of people in our churches, just to pick people up. And you'd be surprised at how difficult that is uh, sometimes. And, you know, really, how how much time does it take out of our day to do that? You should ask your ask your church. Call your church office if you're not doing anything you know, uh, else at church. If you're not an usher or a greeter and you have to be there early or something, call up and say, hey, are there people who need rides? I'll bet there are. And uh, you could be uh, really, really helping somebody there. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. We're talking about what you would like to see the church do in 2022, capital C Church. What should the church do to be more effective this year in our in our country or in our city? What should the church do? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Sergio in Santa Monica. Welcome to the program, Sergio. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. And can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Okay. And I think that the church um, would be uh, many steps forward if they would teach the people how to pray for results. We all know how to pray, but we do we know how to pray for results? And uh, and yet all the masses that I've gone to, and I even suggested this to several priests, to teach people how to pray, and they just go on there and do their homily and do their thing and completely ignore my request. Uh, well, so I guess that's not part of the mass, but uh, uh, they got to teach people how to pray for results because we all pray, and if we don't get any results, people stop praying. Yeah, I think that people—I uh, don't know that everybody does know how to pray. I think that I think one of the things that happens is people uh, uh, are never taught how to pray, even in uh, Protestant churches, too. We get into a routine of our own uh, traditions— and uh, we do the service and all of this. And how many of us really, really pray? I appreciate that uh, call, Sergio, very much. 
Uh, this is Southern California Live. We're talking about what you would like to see happen in the church to make the church more effective in 2022. The number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. If you want to pray, and prayer is, a, I think, on the, on the big picture, prayer in the church matters. How many people go to your church prayer meeting? Number one, do you have a church prayer meeting or, or a prayer ministry? You probably have something happen. How many people really participate in that? And let me show you something else about uh, your church prayer meeting that will revolutionize it, and it will revolutionize your prayer, okay? Most of the time we have a prayer list, and we're praying for people who are sick, and we're praying for people who uh, maybe have special needs that they've written in, and there are some people who have cancers or long-term illnesses, and we keep praying for them. Look at your church prayer list or go to your church prayer meeting and ask yourself this, are we praying for the salvation of souls? Are there people that we know in our life that we're praying for? And I think you'll see a lot of that with kids or parents. Yes, we're praying for these people. And, you know, I think that one of the things that can happen in the church is a revolution in prayer where we're not just praying that people feel better. Because what's the point of people feel better? When you look at the, at the book of James and it talks about uh, prayer, and in James, uh, I believe it's chapter five, where or chapter yeah chapter five, where it talks about the prayer of faith. We usually end up talking about you know methods of prayer or or things like that. You know what this is where it says if it, <clears throat> excuse me if anyone is among you is sick, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Then confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. When you go through this whole chapter, you know, one of the things that we're, the reason that we're praying for people who are sick is so that they can get better, so that they can be effective members of the body of Christ. I don't know if you've thought about it that way, but the reason for healing, the reason for the prayers for each other so that we feel better is because if we're sick or we have something going on that keeps us on the bench, so to speak, well, we're not as effective for the kingdom of God. And see, at the end of the day, we're all, if you know Jesus, you're going to die and go get to be with Jesus for eternity. And to die is gain. Uh, that's what uh, we are taught in the scriptures. So what's, why be healed? Why pray for each other? It's because the purpose of the church is to be about souls. The reason that we are here is so that people will come to know Jesus and be saved. This is the message of the Bible. In John, the book of John, he says, Jesus says, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I will tell you now where I am going, you cannot come. We started off by talking about the wedding feast of the Lamb that's in the book of Revelation, and and we get to be with Jesus at this great culmination of the work of God in salvation at the end of the book. Jesus goes there to prepare. We're his bride, and what are we to do in the meantime? We're to prepare ourselves, and Jesus gives us this. John thirteen thirty four. a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. We've heard from a lot of you today. I appreciate your phone calls. You want to have a church that is different. You wanted to have a church. You said the church needs to be integrated, different races, different uh, backgrounds, different people from all different places and doing the same thing and working together with other churches and getting past the competition that there are between different congregations or pastors or whatever, I think all of that matters. Worshiping Jesus and being on mission. 
My friends, your mission begins with the people that God has placed in your relational world right now, your coworkers, your classmates, your next-door neighbors, the person who lives across the hall. Be on mission with them and love them. Love them as Jesus loved you. And when you start doing that and you pray for their souls and you pray that they are effective members of the body of Christ, it'll revolutionize uh, your faith, your church, your community, and everything else. Everybody, thanks for being a part of the program today. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. I will be back with you again tomorrow at 3 o'clock. God bless you. I'll see you then.